Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Shannon. And I'm Jerry. Betty White is sitting here playing with uh, one of her Halloween toys because, you know, that's what today is, the day it drops. We're back for episode 98 of the Arner Adventures podcast. Today's episode is appropriate for Halloween. Well, the day it drops is Halloween. Today's episode is with financial wellness coach Rachel Dorsey. She's going to tell us about how money conversations shouldn't be scary. Get it? I get it. <laughs> yep, yep I, get, I get it uh just as a reminder and it is appropriate for rachel because a lot of what we talk about is how money mindset really um can mess with your you know mental health your physical health it definitely is a big anxiety for most of us but uh that conversation is gonna make you feel a little bit better made me feel better uh, but it's as a reminder we are at the last day of world mental health month and we have the Thalassophile Candle that is a fundraiser for mental health advocacy groups. It will be linked down in the show notes. But if you purchase that soy candle, that is a collaboration with Southern Oak Artisan. A portion of the proceeds does go to split between several of the advocacy groups that are listed at that link. Yeah, that's a, just a great cause. Uh, so you ready to get on with the conversation? I'm ready. Let's get to it. Well, we're going to go ahead and welcome Rachel Dorsey. We told you a little bit about her, but we're going to dig in a little bit more now. Rachel is a financial wellness coach and the founder of Effortless Budgeting. She is passionate about supporting individuals and couples on reaching their financial goals through coaching, education, and encouragement. And if you're a longtime listener of Arnert Ventures, you already know why we have her on the show. Her mission is to empower couples to feel comfortable having meaningful money conversations with each other and to empower individuals to feel confident in their financial decisions. She understands that financial wellness is not taught in schools and talking about money is something that makes most of us anxious. Hands up here. It definitely does us. And we have a lot of issues about the topic. She offers individuals and couples coaching sessions as well as corporate presentations. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Shannon, for having me. It's a it's a topic that we we talk about a lot in that it's interesting, you know, when we we made our transition to like, you know, sold everything so we can have this life that's more simple and minimal. And it is definitely better financially than just spending money on things all the time, mm -hmm. but it almost seems like it's still just a scarcity, a topic that we have a lot of fear surrounding. So I'm really excited about getting into this conversation with yeah, you. Great. Me too. We like to paint a picture for our audience. So please tell us where you're coming to us from. I am coming from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. What's the weather like there right now? 
it's pretty it's pretty um overcast yeah it, it was like really great it was like 80s sunny um and then then fall hit but I love the seasons and I'm very happy I live in a place that it's okay that, that's good that's good um it's a rainy day here so I'm trying to yeah. just kind of keep it <laughs> keep it a little light <laughs> Um, well, I, like I said, we can't wait to dig in. It seems like anytime we talk about money, finances, no matter where people are in their life, it is, I feel like, and maybe you can comment on this, that it is sort of common that people have fear around the topic. Do you agree with that? Yes. A hundred percent. Yep. Why do you think that that is? Well, to be honest, I think society teaches us to not talk about it. Um, so as just a very simple example, I had a friend telling me the other day that she had a birthday party for her kid and her, you know, some friends came or the kids' friends came over and one of the kids who, I don't know, they were like six or seven. Um, one of the kids said, oh, how much was that? And his mom immediately said, oh, shh, we don't, don't, we don't ask questions about money. Don't ask that. Uh-huh. And so we're, we're taught just constantly that like, it's nobody's business and we shouldn't be talking about it. And so that's what you hear. And then you have kids and that's what you teach your kids. And then they have kids and that's what they teach their kids. Um, and so it's just so ingrained in us that we should be uncomfortable with that conversation that people do just feel uncomfortable. But my sort of my passion behind this is we all have money. We all want money. We all need money. I mean, we can't live with nothing. Like you can mm-hmm. live very minimal and that's great, but you can't live with nothing. Mm-hmm. Money is a, is a part of our society. And so we all have it. We all need it. We all want it. Like, why are we not talking about it so we can learn from each other and make the best choices instead of just kind of figuring it out on your own? Yeah. And, you know, we we talked about this in the intro about how schools don't teach it. They, I mean, I'm guessing they still don't. Um, and, you know, usually they don't teach certain things because of budgets and financial <laughs> reasons. So I think it's interesting that they don't. Yeah. Uh, do you... Do you ever find that, uh, you know, that there are schools or when you're in conversation that there are folks who are trying to get it as a topic in a school or is it just never on the table? What, like, why do you think that is that they don't teach that? I have no, I can't answer why that is. Um, It's the same thing. as like, why are, why did I not learn how to change a tire? Like those just seem like very simple things that we're learning about. Um, I have heard some chatter about some, and people are listening from all over. So things could be very different, but just yeah. you know, from my perspective in Ohio, that, that they are offering it in some schools, but it is still very surface level. It is like very, like there are some private schools I think that are doing a little bit better, mm. um, but in the public schools, they, they, they call it financial wellness, but it's still like one semester. It's very short and it's very surface level from what I can see. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in the schools and I don't have kids in the schools, but sure, um, it does seem like they're trying, but it, it's, it's not enough. It's better than it was, but it seems like it's still not really where it should be. It's interesting. I remember, I'm not going to say how many years ago it was, but I remember <laughs> being in, in uh, I don't know, either middle school or high school. And it was around the time they taught you proper ways to uh, address an envelope. And they, I remember them talking about how to write a check. Mm-hmm. But they never talked about how to balance the checkbook. Right. Right. They never talked about if you write a check for $500, you better mm-hmm. make sure that you have the $500 in the account. Right. Um, but yet when you, um, if you go to college or um, usually any kind of campus, once you, once you leave high school, there are, credit card vendors everywhere trying Mm -hmm. to get you to sign up. And then it Mm -hmm. makes you just think, 
classes just like free money, free money. This is going to be great. And so I feel like a lot of students then get into a ton of debt yes. because they weren't educated right. on it. Um, so I, I, I think that's really interesting. And from what I've heard, that is still the situation that yeah. there are still the credit cards on campuses. Oh, yes. It still seems to be very prevalent. And then also you get out of college and you have a lot of student loans and you've got credit card debt. Um, that's true. And just like going back with like the balancing of the checkbook. I actually did learn that in school is how to balance. Oh, a checkbook. oh that's but, good. But all that is, is math. Like yeah. all it is, is adding and subtracting. And so that doesn't actually teach you like what you need to put in there and, and how much you should spend and what it means to to do those things. It's literally just here. You're starting with a thousand dollars. You spend 500 balance. You're, you're right. And you, you bring me to another topic as far as uh, that money isn't about math. And I mean, from what we just talked about, it's so emotional yeah. and it's so, it's such a, um, well, I mean, I'll speak for myself. It's, it's such a huge anxiety. And so I'm curious, you know, in, if you don't mind sharing how you talked about people passing it on. And I, I definitely remember, you know, my parents, we can't afford that. Mm -hmm. no, no, we can't. And then being like a scarcity thing. Yeah. What was your early development for money and then how did you get motivated to get into coaching about financial wellness? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I also grew up in a home with a scarcity mindset. Um, I had a single mom. And to be honest, she didn't have a lot of money. So it wasn't uh -huh. like she was just saying, I mean, we, we truly didn't didn't have much. Um, and so and I remember being very, very young and not even knowing what money was really used for, but knowing that money meant stress and anxiety. Like I felt a lot of tension in my house whenever money was talked about. Um, and I, you know, I had to like sort of grow up number one with a lot of stress, but also not being able to go do the things that my friends were doing because I couldn't afford to do those things. And so as I'm growing up, I just kept thinking, I don't want to live like this when I get older. How can I find a better way to, to have, to basically have more money? That's what I was thinking as a kid, right? So right. I want to have more money. So, um, so I educated myself because obviously the school wasn't doing it for me. So I, I became very interested, though. It wasn't like I just forced myself through it. I became very interested in credit scores and credit reports and interest rates and budgeting and like all of those things, you know, because I'm like, if I if I feel the education, I have the knowledge, I will be able to do better. Um, and so I did. And I taught myself and I, I'm still learning. It's like, a, you know, there's all these changes happening. It's just a lifelong yeah. process. But um, but I'm very knowledgeable around those things, much more than a lot of my friends, especially as I was growing up. Um. And then I went to college and um, as I was getting ready to graduate, I was very panicky because I have student loans, couldn't afford mm -hmm. to pay for college. Um, and again, in my house, I grew up with, you don't borrow money from somebody, you don't owe anybody money. If you do, like you pay them back immediately, like it's not okay to have debt and to owe money. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 yeah, as I was graduating, I was feeling very anxious about it. And so I sat down and I, like, I got a job pretty quickly, which was great. And then I sat down and created my own budget. And what I did is for about three and a half years, I did not enjoy my life. I had no fun. I didn't spend one penny on anything other than my student loans because I was truly like obsessed and very panicky about paying those back. You know, one of the things I love about this time of year. What's that, Shannon? Well, I love that I start thinking about autumn in New York. Mm -hmm. and maybe traveling a little bit more around the holidays, things like that. But 
who wants to travel if you have to go and check your luggage and wait in lines and all that stuff with all the other holiday this time of year travelers? Not us. We pack smart. You don't start thinking about autumn in New York because that's a year round thing. That's true. You think about it a little bit more. That's true. That's right. That's true. <laughs> well, what's really great about making sure that we pack smart and don't check luggage is our base carry on rollers. We love them so much. We travel with other people and they end up buying the base carry on rollers. They're spread throughout our family at this point. <laughs> I think because everyone envied us. That and also and... me complaining about them taking too much time because everybody checks mm. their luggage. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I went to Alaska for like 10 days and the weather was warm and hot and I did not have to check my luggage. You just right. have to pack smart and it's easier to do with base. I, I would say so. And yeah, that's just, uh, I've, I've never had an easier bag that goes into the overhead, not bag, but easier suitcase that goes yeah. into the overhead compartment. Yeah. And I love the, um, and I can't think of the sport term, pack, the sport pack that, mm -hmm. that, that I wear along with it. There's mm -hmm. so much innovation with base, like yeah. everything you can think about with travel that you would need or want they have. We, we love them so much. So if you want to take advantage of $15 off of your first purchase, go to arneradventures.com slash base. That's B-E-I-S and grab that link. It's It'll be a game changer. So I paid them back, um, which was great. But I, again, spent three and a half years of my life not enjoying myself. And then I mm -hmm. also wasn't better. Like I still was very anxious about money and I, I mm. had a job. I went into nonprofit. So, you know, never made a lot of money, <laughs> sure. but, but I had a job. I didn't have debt. I, I didn't have expensive tastes, right? Like I, I was I, on paper was doing fine. Yep. My head, I was not doing fine. I was still very anxious. I had, I had like, to be honest, as much money in the bank as I was making in a year, like my whole salary I had like in the bank just sitting there for no reason um, and was still constantly terrified to spend any money because I grew up in a home where it was scary to spend money. Um, so I had to do my own soul searching because I had some friends calling me out like, why are you so nervous? Don't you have money in the bank? And I'd be like, well, that's not for spending. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I really had to like dig in deep with my own emotions and try to figure out like why I was responding that way to money, why I was still so anxious about it, what the reality of my situation was as opposed to just what I was thinking. Um, and to be honest, I spent years, I mean, I was in my early thirties before I really like was able to sit down and be like, okay, let's think about like, why, why am I still so anxious about it? I don't want to be like this. So I had educated myself and I had all the knowledge, but I didn't work on my mindset until much later. Um, right. so throughout those years, I helped a lot of people like sort of pay off debt and just get organized around money. But I, I kind of skipped over the mindset piece of it. And now funny in my business, most of the work I do with my clients is mindset work. Um, I, I know what it's like to be over here and to be constantly stressed about money. Even if you have it or you don't have it, I know what that feels like. And then I also know what it feels like to feel pretty good. And it's not because I have a lot of money, I still don't have a lot of money, but I know what I'm doing with my money. I know why it's in the savings. I have plans for it. Like I'm excited about the things that I want to do with it. I have goals. And, and I still don't have debt and I, you know, I'm like still with all of that and doing pretty well. So I just, I feel so much more confident and, and that's where I want my clients to, to be. Um, yeah. You know. It, 
it's even you hearing you talk about it. I'm like, gosh, that that's such a that would be such a great place to be in. <laughs> I I'm wondering when you so you were still I'm assuming pretty young, like you were three years out of college and you paid off your your student loans. Did you realize at that time how different that was than most of your peers? Gosh, at that time, probably not, honestly, because I still felt so much anxiety around money that I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I was in a good place. You know, yeah, even that's though I so was interesting like, because I feel like most people would be celebrating the fact <laughs> that you did that. Like, oh my gosh, you paid off your student loan. Because I think the norm is that you pay it forever. Like yes, forever, it just correct. seems like forever. So, it, I mean, yeah, and you are young and you are young at that time. And I'm thinking, well, your peers might not have even, they might have thought that was weird, right? They're like, she's paid off for, what's going on? She paid off for, you know, why don't you have yeah. some fun? Right. Well, I guess, are you able to look back now? And I mean, it's hard to look back now and say, I, I'm happy that I had the anxiety, but are you able to look back now and say, wow, I'm, I'm really glad that those three years I didn't, or do you regret that you didn't um, have quote unquote fun and, and do stuff. Yeah. So from for the way I live my life, I don't really have a lot of regret um, because I know if I had done something differently, I wouldn't be where I am now. That's true. So I know that's super cheesy. No, that's so true. <laughs> but but I, I mean, I really do feel that way. Like if I, if I, I don't know, I almost feel like if I could do it all over again, I would do it exactly the same way. Cause I'm just, yeah. I feel like a very fulfilled person right now yeah. doing what I love. Um, I've, I've overcame a lot um, and I'm feeling really good about it. And if I had just kind of let it go and not worried about it so much, I just want to be the person I am today. So, no, you're um, totally right. You're right. Was there a certain, I know you said you were working on yourself and, and your anxiety and, you know, changing your mindset about money. Was there a certain thing that sort of snapped and made you say, I, oh my gosh, like I have to change this or, or or it could have also been the same. Or did you just say, okay, look, I have to work on this because I can't live like this. I can't keep on. So it really was my friends asking me what was going on because what was happening with me is, I, first of all, I've always been very comfortable talking about money. I mean, we, despite the fact that it was very anxious in my home, we always talked about it. So it wasn't a, shh, don't tell anybody. Like it was, you know, we, we talked about it. And, um, and I became so interested in it that I was learning so much about it. And it was exciting for me when I was learning about, oh, this is what a credit score means. Like, and then I would tell people about it because I was excited about it. So I've always been comfortable talking about it. So maybe not always, but you know, in my, yeah. yeah. So my friends knew, I mean, I wasn't printing out my bank account, but my friends knew like that I had a job and I didn't have any debt and I had money in my savings account. Um, and they knew I had a lot of the knowledge and yeah, I would go out. I would go out with my friends and I would order any appetizer and water. And that's all I would allow myself to order because I didn't want to spend the money. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I did always feel like I was missing out on something and not just food, but you know, like there was always things that I just didn't do um, because I was so afraid to spend the money. And so yeah. when friends started asking me like, why are you kidding me? Why can't you just order a, a meal? Like, <laughs> Who cares? Um, and 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 it really like stuck with me at the time. I was like, well, just because I don't want to spend it, leave me alone. But then I would go home and start thinking about it. Like, why am I doing this? And I really don't like it. Like, I want to be able to just go out and just mm. spend 50 bucks without worrying about it. I don't have to do it all the time, but just once in a while, I just would like to be able to do it. Why can't I do that? Right. So just the more they started asking me questions, the more I started thinking about it. And it was a slow process, though. So it wasn't like just one thing kind of clicked and I was like, cool. 
it was, you know, me really like trying to figure it out myself as people were sort of calling me out on it. Right. And then it was a slow process, which is sort of dealing with my emotions around me. When someone comes to you uh, as a, as a client to work with you, do you, do you find that people, I'm probably internalizing a lot here. I'm probably like most of how I would be. Do you find that people are nervous at first to be like, um, this is what I'm spending my money on. I know it's wrong or, or this is what I'm saving because I'm so scared. I'm not like, are they upfront in the beginning or does it take like rapport building for them to talk about money with you? Is it like a therapist sort of where they have to feel comfortable yeah. to me? I'd rather talk about my feelings, about other stuff than money. Yeah. I just oh. get so nervous yeah. about it. There's statistics out there that people would rather talk to complete strangers about their sex life than they would about money. Yeah. So it it's weird. What you're first of all, what you're saying is very valid, and a lot of people feel that. So don't think that you're you're just internalizing it. And this is just you. Nope, a lot of people are feeling exactly like you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a lot of my clients honestly check out my website and follow me on social media for a couple months before yeah. they even reach out. Um, and so you know, it takes them some time to like I post videos and things. You know, it, it takes them some time to like I'm a real person, and you know, like here's my personality a little bit. Um, but even then, and, and also the first, I offer an initial consultation for free, which we don't talk about dollars really. And then yeah. our first session, we don't really talk about dollars either. And so we have like basically two full sessions before we're actually talking about any kind of literal like dollar amounts, okay. um, which I think helps. But I still think some people, I don't think, I think that people are mostly um, open with me when they meet with me because they've came to that point. Like you have to be at the point where you're really ready, you know, yeah. you can come work with me. Yeah. Um, but I do find that people forget. <laughs> maybe it's conveniently, maybe it's not. Um, but sometimes I'll be in the third, fourth, fifth session with somebody and then they'll mention Disney plus and I'll be like, what? <laughs> that's not on your, that's not on your budget. Or they'll just mention, you know, they, they, they have a membership to something and I'm like, no, oh, that's not on here. <laughs> So, um, so there is a lot of that and I don't, I don't really think it's intentional. I think it's just more like a a lot. This is what a lot of people do. A lot of people think this is only $10. It's only $12. It's not a big deal. I don't really need to worry about it. Yeah. Technically, if it's the only thing you were ever buying, of course you don't have to worry about it. But I recently had a client who I helped them, you know, put together their budget, which is again, a small part of what I do. Um, and they found out they were spending $250 on TV. And they didn't know that because each thing is so inexpensive. And they right. were just like, oh, sure, this, this, no big deal. But when they realized that, and we had already talked about some of their goals, they're like, this is holding us back from, from reaching some of these goals. And so would we rather continue to spend $250 on TV? Or would we rather spend maybe $150 on TV and take that $100 and put in the savings towards vacation or whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the budgeting part is, is, is more mindset, you know, working with them than the budget. So let's say, um, you know, someone comes to you and, and, and is say, you know, this, let me just paint the picture for you. I remember, uh, I don't know if it was Saturday night live or some comedy show used to talk about, um, the famous financial, I can't even remember Susan, uh, Orman. Susie Orman. 
Susie Orman. <laughs> I remember they used to talk about how, you know, they imitate her and how she would talk about, yeah, put money in your 401k and your, your Roth IRA. And she would be talking to people who were almost homeless, like didn't have money. And they were just like, what? Like, how do we even afford food? Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people, yes, there's scarcity of people who definitely have money in the bank and they're like, oh my gosh, am I going to have enough for retirement? And that's kind of how I always feel. Am I going to have enough for retirement? But um, because of mistakes we've made in the past. So do people come to you and are like, I have rational fear about the fact that I cannot um, make ends meet all the time. And I need someone to talk to who is not in my family, who is not going to judge me. And they come to you. Yes, that is definitely mindset. But how do you handle uh, if you are finding things like you're spending $250 in that are you are you able to have that conversation and and when you're going through the budget, I guess how does that work? Is it sort of like you know what you don't have it because of this? Is it that you're pointing it out to them? Is it that you're helping them realize it? Yeah. So I the one thing I try really hard not to do, although occasionally it happens, is is offer advice. Like I'm okay. it's more guidance and okay. helping them see the full picture. Um, so I guess like sort of. To sum up what I do, which is there's more to it than this, but it's like I help people understand what their goals are. I help people understand where their money is currently being spent. And are those two aligning with each other? And is your money you're spending helping you reach your goals? Or is it pushing you away from that? And and then people will make their own decisions, right? So it's, it's more of helping people understand what their goals are. And I think it's important to say that your goal cannot be, I want to pay off debt. That is a very boring goal and you will lose steam because nobody is like, I am so excited to put $50 on my credit card this month. Nobody says that except for maybe me because I'm weird. <laughs> but, um, but people, that's not exciting. And so we, I, I help my clients dig in more. Okay. You want to pay off debt. Why? What does that mean for you? How will your life change when you're able to pay off this debt? What will mm. be different? And so then we, we come up with a bigger goal of, you know, frankly, I'm not sleeping well and my partner and I aren't getting along so well because we're fighting about money. So yeah. my goal is to be able to feel healthier and sleep better and to have a better relationship with my partner. That's yeah. why you're doing this work. You're not doing it to pay off debt. Right. You're doing it to help you have a more fulfilling life. And one of the steps you need to take to do that is to pay off debt. But your goal is not to pay off debt much bigger than that much more objectful. so uh, when we think yeah. about it in that way that helps continue the motivation and that helps you put that 50 dollars on your credit card because it's not about that it's about having a more fulfilling and, and happy and healthier life what a great point I, I feel like so many times when people talk about their goals for the new year or five years or even um you know writing out their goals where it's posted a lot of times if it's financial it's to be debt free. Mm-hmm, right. And you're so right. It's like, well, then what does that mean? Like right. how, what after that, like what, right. what does that enable for you? Right. Exactly. So that's right. such a great point. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm even just thinking about like people I, I've been in workshops where we've done like, you know, vision boards before. And mm-hmm. so much of it is yes, what you want, but a lot of it is why well, I, I just don't want debt. I don't want right. credit card debt. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I want to pay off my car. Or mm-hmm. whatever it is, that's really interesting. When you talk about couples, um, sort of going back again to 
opening right up. Do you find that as you go into sessions with couples, when you work with them, that all of a sudden more things start coming out? Like one person has been hiding the fact that they go to Starbucks every single morning and they're working on it and they didn't say that. Or mm -hmm. are you finding that kind of thing? And then how do you work through that? I, I do find it, but more often than not, I find that at the beginning, um, the couples I work with don't talk to each other about money, except for during our sessions. That's like, they, they just don't because they're very closed off. And this is just my average client. There's yeah. many people are very different. Um, but my average client truly is like, they'll be looking at each other like, well, did, did you pay that? I don't know. Did you spend on this? Because they don't, they haven't talked about it other than in this meeting. And so the mm. beginning sometimes is really just like, I'm the only time they're talking about money. Um, yeah. And so, and I want to be very clear. I am not a therapist. I don't have yeah. all of that schooling yeah. behind me. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it is, you know, there's some similarities for sure. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really sometimes just about having that third party person that is, is not judging you. And that can help you like, they'll be honest. Sometimes I say things like, okay, Bob, um, let's reframe what you just said. Because like what you said was, you know, not maybe not the nicest thing you could say to yourself, like, let's be nicer to yourself. So can, can you think of something else to say? Or, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, Julie, uh, it, is it all? Like, do you really think like everything is, is your partner's fault? Or, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like, you know, adding in some things and helping them just think a little differently. Yeah, so I, can, I can hear some of those, those words that they're saying, and I can kind of stop and say, well, hold on, can we stop there for a second? Can we talk a little bit more about right? You know, it's this time of year, most people don't think about hydration and how that might be something that you need to keep up as opposed to just when you're hot and outdoors and summer and all of that, but it is super important. It should stay part of your, your self-discipline and your routine, I think, throughout the year. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we love, it's we drink on the daily, is liquid IV. It's a hydration multiplier. You may have heard of it. I think you can hear about it all the time, but if you haven't tried it, you really don't understand how great it is. No, you don't. There's so many things you can do. There's so many flavors and you can mix their flavors together. For instance, their pina colada and strawberry. It's our favorite. Great on their own. And then together, mm. forget about it. It's like you're you're having kind of summer cocktails, mocktails all year round, right? <laughs> That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. But they have plenty of flavors to choose from. But Liquid IV, if you've never tried it, it's a powder that's an individual packets and you can add them to your water. And what it does is it delivers two to two and a half times more hydration than just water. It's the perfect companion for your water. Your water will really appreciate that because it makes the water look good. Not only that, it makes the water work harder for you. That's right. <laughs> right? I want my, my water to work for me. So head over to arnerdventures.com slash liquid dash IV to grab our exclusive discount code and enjoy free shipping. Yes, you won't be able to find a better deal. They have them at plenty of retail places around, but when you buy it using this discount code, yes, you save money, you save on shipping, and it's just a really great deal, especially the bundles. So we really encourage you to stay hydrated all year round. Most definitely. And with that being said, let's get back to the show. Um, because oftentimes they're just, they're stressed and they say things that they don't even recognize what they're saying and they don't even mean it. And they're just saying it because it's kind of was top of mind, but when they really think about it, that's, that's not at all 
true or accurate. Um, yeah. How do you feel about um, like I'll put out and we've talked about this in episodes, so it's not like I'm putting some Jerry's not here at the moment, putting him out there. We both talked about this. We we almost talk about money to death. Like we, we just, you know, oh, my God, like I can't yeah. imagine a couple not talking about it. But we talk about it because I feel like we both do sort of want everything to be transparent. And so I, I'm just sitting here thinking about mindset. And, you know, we try to keep it positive, even though. I've said this before. My biggest stress in life is money. I mean, I'm, I'm very similar to you that I was I was raised by a single mom mm -hmm. and we, it was real struggle. It wasn't mm -hmm. pretend yeah, it was right. real struggle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always thinking about that and how you know, how we grew up. And I, I'm always like I wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about is money. And I, the first thing I do, and I told someone else this before, and they were like, no, don't do that. The first thing I do is when I grab my phone is look at our account, like mm -hmm. what's happened overnight, what, you know, right. so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about the mindset talk. And, you know, there's a lot of thought about, uh, or schools of thought, I, I should say about people having an abundance mindset. And well, right. you shouldn't think you shouldn't put the scarcity out there about money. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you have to, I mean, do I want people to have a scarcity mindset? No, of course not. Like right. that, that's not, that's not healthy. I mean, it is, it is a lot of anxiety, yeah. um, but you have to own who you are and you can't do things just because somebody else tells you to do them. All you can do is work on yourself and, and you also can't just say, oh, I'm just going to have an abundance mindset today. Right. Um, that's not reality. And so right. your goal can be to get there. Um, but that may not also even be your goal. Like, I, I really do a lot of talk with my clients, too, about like, don't do things just because somebody else tells you to do them. So don't pay off your credit card because that's just what everyone says. You shouldn't have debt. Like, don't. That's not the reason you should be paying it off. Don't. Don't think you should have an abundance mindset because that's just what sounds good or that's what, you know, sort of society is telling us. Maybe right. that's not really what you need. And maybe you don't even need to think in those terms because maybe all you need is to work towards having less stress and sleeping better and getting along with your partner better. Like, and everyone's very, maybe you do want an abundance mindset, abundance mindset, and that's where your goal is. That's also fine, but just do what makes sense for you and don't worry about what this chatter is over here that other people are saying you should or shouldn't feel. Mm -hmm. um, of course, scarcity mindset, like I said, is not necessarily healthy. We don't want that, but it doesn't have to be the complete opposite of that either. Like, right. There's a lot of in between. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about how you're a financial wellness coach. Can you talk a little bit about, and it may be what you've seen or maybe what you know as an expert in this field. Can you see relations between the anxiety and scarcity about money and physical wellness. Yes. I compare those two things all the time. <laughs> um, so I was actually reading a book and I've, I've sort of, obviously I know this, but the book also said this, like there are two things. I think it's the psychology of money was the book, which I do recommend. Um, okay. There are two things that affect our lives, whether we pay attention to them or not. And it's health and money. Those things are affecting our probably daily lives whether we want to pay attention to them or not. So why not pay attention to them and work on them and, and help health and, and finances be a priority in your life because they're affecting your life anyway. And if you're paying attention to them and you're working on them, 
they're going to affect your life in a positive way, as opposed to if you're kind of ignoring them and pretending like they're not there, there's going to be some negative ramifications. And those two things are hand in hand. Yeah. Very similar to, to mental health and physical yes, health, correct. I would imagine. Yes, Gosh, that's so interesting. Um, and, and I love that. I, I think, I don't know if it's something that came about in recent years, but I, I don't think back when I was younger, even my parents were younger, they would have ever even heard the term financial wellness, right. you know? And it makes sense. It's like, because as we've been talking about, it is so much about the mindset mm-hmm. and the actual money that you have to have to yeah. live. And yeah. oh, sometimes these things, just, it's like mind blown that uh, it's been in existence for so long. Why is it just now taken effect for us to, to acknowledge like even a term financial mm-hmm. wellness? I know. You know? Well, I mean, it's the same thing with mental health too. I yeah. think it, it, that's a taboo topic too, which I think I think we're we're moving in a in a good direction with mental health, but you know it's still not where it needs to be. But it's the same thing; like we all have mental health, whether it's positive or not. And and even mm-hmm. if we have a positive mental health, we all have bad days. And it's just it's the same thing with money. Like we could relate to each other. Like your story is very similar to my story, which is very similar to lots of stories. And I've told my money story before to a group of fifty people. And a hundred percent of them did not live exactly the life I did, but most of them were able to relate to something that I said. Mm. And it's the same thing with mental health too. It's like, we all can relate to each other and we all can learn from each other. And not only that, we just can feel like we're not alone. I think because money is such a taboo topic. Oh, I know for sure my clients, a lot of them feel like nobody else is understanding this. Nobody else is feeling this way. Like my sister goes on fancy vacations every other month and I can't do that. And she doesn't understand that. Or, you know, my family expects me to do X, Y, Z and I can't do it. Nobody understands. I bet you there's a lot of people that understand. And I would even argue that your family might, if you had an open conversation with them, right. We all put out into the world what we want people to see, um, which isn't always accurate. Oh, you're so right. I feel like um, we say this, this, we say the word authentic a lot that, and it is becoming a trendy word and it's still curated so much. It's like, I'm authentic. I'm being authentic with mm-hmm. you and you're really not. And, right. and so I'm curious now, what are the biggest challenges you have um, when you are, are working with people? Or, or what are the biggest challenges they have when they start working with you? Like, and it might be in the beginning or it might be like you said, the Disney plus, but what is there a common challenge that people have? Yeah, I think it's it's shame and guilt. Yeah, um, I think I those that. are two huge feelings that people really struggle with. Um, and what happens, and this and this is, I, I relate sort of spending money and eating uh, also together because they're so similar. Because what happens, you spend some money or you eat a cupcake and you feel like, well, I've just screwed up. Might as well keep going. And then you spend more money or you eat more cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's like. Obviously, that's not where we want to be, but that's what happens because psychology, right? Our brain is wired in that way. And also eating sugar and spending money increases dopamine, which Mm. makes us feel happy, but it makes us feel happy for a very short period of time. So what happens is we spend money and we feel happy in that moment. Then an hour to a week, whatever later, we feel shame and guilt with buying that thing. And so now we're not feeling good. And we remember we felt really good when we spent that money. So now we're going to go spend it again. And it's not a conscious thing that people go through all of what I just said, but that's what's happening in your brain is now you're feeling kind of low and not so great. 
you want to feel good and you know that when you buy something you feel good mm -hmm. unfortunately it just lasts for such a short period of time that it, it's not really impactful and so i think that's the biggest struggle is to get people to understand you got you got to fight through that and, yeah. and recognize what you really want. What do you really want? You don't really want to spend $20 right now to increase your happiness for the next five minutes. You really mm. want to, you know, decrease your anxiety and have better relationships with your, with your family. Like that's what you really want. And so, so yes, I, mean, I think there's a lot of different struggles. So I would say that everyone is very unique. Yeah. But the the shame and the guilt and the just sort of the change, having to change some habits is really the toughest piece. And it's not because I want to spend $250 on TV and that's just what is what it is. It's because I, that's what I've always been doing. And, and yeah. also a lot of my clients feel like, because a lot, I, I also have a lot of clients that no longer have a reason to feel scarcity because most of my clients do make a good living. They just don't manage the money, you know, in, in the best way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them came from a scarcity mindset. And so a lot of them are sort of responding in the opposite way that I responded with, I want to just spend everything because I don't want to feel like I'm back there again. I don't want to feel like I can't spend this money because as a kid, I could never spend that. And now yeah. I have the money and I'm just going to spend it. Yeah. Um, which is also very real and very valid. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like that is not making you happy, right? That is actually right. causing you stress and anxiety. And we just need to sort of dig into that. So the, the shame, the guilt, and then just sort of recognizing that changing my habits is actually, as long as I recognize why I'm changing them and what I'm working towards, is actually really helping to benefit your life. It is not meaning that you can't spend that money. You can go spend that money. Yeah. What it means is that you now don't want to because you now recognize what your goals really are and what you're spending is not helping you reach those goals. I love taking advice. I love working with someone who has been through it, right? Like I, it's it's really hard to, and I say this about mental health as well, it's really hard to have someone, um, whether it's therapy, whether it's advice, whatever, talk about coping skills when they've never experienced it. It's hard for me to do that. So I'm I'm thinking about you and I ask this a lot of people in any line of work when they've been through it. How do you keep yourself, um, you know, there's empathy and compassion fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. How do you take care of yourself in this arena when you're constantly re-seeing the scarcity and talking about it constantly? Well, I would say with my clients that keep up with me, um, that meet with me more than two or three times, uh -huh. I don't, I don't need to really like take care of myself because they do that for me because I, I can see their changes and I can see their mind shifting and I can see the positivity coming out of it. And that, I mean, that's why I do this. Sure. I help people feel better. Um, but where I need to to make sure I'm taking care of my own mental health is when I, I meet with somebody, maybe they meet with me three times and they're great. And they're, they, they I can see the, what could happen and I can see where they want to go and I can see that we can get there together. And then I never hear from them again. Mm. That is, that's very challenging for me. Sure. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think I just, I mean, I do, if you, if you want to know, like personally, like I do, I exercise, I love dogs. Um, uh -huh. uh, we have, have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. I volunteer at the local city kennel. So be honest. Uh, so this just, just yesterday 
Um, I was not having the greatest day. I was just feeling, you know, it's also tough to run a business and to be mm-hmm. starting and, and trying to do it all by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just having a rough day and I didn't technically have anything on my schedule for the afternoon. So I just left and I went to the kennel and volunteered. Um, and then I felt better when I got home. I was like, I didn't honestly think about work. I didn't think about stuff. I was thinking about the dogs. Um, and that helped me to de-stress. So your dog, <laughs> it is, and you can hear my dog in the back. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right on you. Right on me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I do take, right. Like there's a lot of, as a solopreneur, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but I have to just be like, you know what? I can't do it right now. I, I, mm-hmm. I need to do something else. Cause especially if I've been upset because a couple people just kind of stopped reaching out to me and I'm like, I'm like, I saw you, I saw you moving forward. I saw where, where, where we were going to be. And then, you know, yeah. now I don't, I don't know where you are. Um, continuing to work on my business makes me feel a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the moments when I need to just take a break and either go volunteer or go snuggle on my couch with my dogs and read. I do a lot of reading. Yeah. Um, and I end up, and when I'm in those moods, I also don't read financial books. You know, I read a lot of books for work too, but um, I, I am rereading the Harry Potter series for like, I don't even know the eighth or ninth. Oh, time. that's great. So, so you do, you go way out. Okay. Like yeah. it's not even yeah. like any self-help stuff. It's like you go no, way out no, to no. just entertain. Yeah. Correct. Yep. That's it's great. More of, um, my, my mind is just somewhere else and that works. That works for me, but you know, everybody's sure. very different with that. that sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, before we get to your fast five questions, would you share maybe it's a common success or a, a, a really great rewarding success story with us of someone who has worked with you. Yeah, I have um, one client, a couple. So I do specialize in working with couples, happy to work with individuals, but that's sort of my bread and butter. Uh-huh. Um, so I had a couple, the same couple tell me in two different sessions. One, one they told me is that they've been married for 20 years and they were talking about money for the first time ever without stress and anxiety like 20 oh. years and they have been, they talked about money, but it was always a lot of stress. And for the first time in 20 years, they were really talking about it without feeling that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think it was one or two sessions later, the husband told me that he planned a trip with his, like, I think it was his friends or maybe his brother-in-law or something. And he booked a flight and he spent, I forget how much it was. Let's just say it was like $500 for the first time without feeling guilty about it because he knew he had the money and that's what it was there for. Um, and so that's why, like, that's why I do this. I don't want to like get emotional myself, but, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, it feels great to like, know, like, and that's a lot of times when I'm talking to people about what I do, they're like, oh, you help people put together their budget. And I'm going to be like, no, I, I help change people's lives. And I don't want to sound like right. super cheesy about it, but I mean, this is life changing work. And, and people need to recognize that too. Like when they're coming to work with me, this is not a simple we're going to meet all the time, go through a spreadsheet and you're going to be good to go. I mean, I can do that, but that's, that's not really what I want to do. Like I want to help you change your life. And this, I hope that you're coming to me because you're ready for a life change. Right. And I, I, I might've said this before we got on and I, I can't remember if it was during the recording or not, but when, when we read about you, the reason we wanted you to be on the show, I mean, look, there are a million different people who can do budgets and to, to you know, give you some free sheets of how to do it. Right. But for us, we know the stress and anxiety. And that's what I, that's what I loved about your business and your story is that you get that and that Mm -hmm. it is so much more than, than the budget, you know, Mm -hmm. it is so much about the mindset. Um, Again, before we get to our fast five, because I want to make sure while we're still on this topic, you talked about the couples and individuals, 
how would one, and we're going to link it all in the show notes too, but how would one get started? Like what is the process for them to get started working yeah. with you? Yeah. So definitely check out my website first, which is effortlessbudgeting.com. And you can um, click on the links for my social media if you want to follow me there. Um, and then you can schedule an initial consultation right on my website. So that's free. Um, I, of course, if your partner is planning on joining, I would love to have both of you on that initial consultation. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just talk a little bit about what your goals are and how I can and how I work with my clients to make sure it's a good fit for both of us. Got it. That sounds it sounds simple to get started. Yeah. <laughs> It's simple as in you just click on a link. Um, sure. <laughs> part is the, you know, your mindset. Yeah. But at least that first step is easy. Just, yeah. just do it. Just yep, meet exactly. with you. Yeah. Yep, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Our fast five questions are just this or that. It's just a fun way to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> the number one, camping in the wilderness or a luxury spa retreat. Luxury spa retreat. Okay. I don't, I don't do camping. <laughs> Too many, okay. too many bugs. <laughs> okay. Number two, cash or card? Card. Because I, I take advantage of the points and I always pay my balance. And you pay it off. Oh, this is so <laughs> much different than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Number three, <laughs> DIY repairs or hiring a professional? Ooh, that's an in-between. Plumbing, hire a professional. <laughs> right. um, staining. I'll do it myself. <laughs> okay. YouTube is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And we have done a lot DIY, DIY, but plumbing, mm -mm, we don't, or electric. Yeah. None of that. I have tried to do the DIY plumbing, made a huge mistake yeah, exactly. and then had to call someone with, mm -hmm. and so I'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number four, brown bag lunch or eating out. Brown bag lunch for sure. Okay. Yes. Healthier and, and less expensive. Yeah, totally. And then number five, we do ask this of, Almost everyone, I think, Jerry thinks it's the best way to get to know know someone is ketchup or mustard. Oh, ketchup. Okay. <laughs> is there a reason why? Do you dislike mustard or you just prefer ketchup? I used to dislike mustard, but now I'm coming around to it. But I prefer like a honey mustard or like a spicy brown mustard, like a regular yellow mustard. I'm, I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. But I like when, ketchup on everything. <laughs> we say that one day we're going to do a big chart and we're going to put who said what and see what the commonalities are. <laughs> And we can have like groups, like the ketchup group and the mustard group. Yes. <laughs> and go, what, well, what did she have in common with him? And we'll, yeah. I wonder why. That would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the question we do ask everyone is, what does a life well-lived mean to you? I think, without having thought about this at all, um, a life well-lived is being able to go to sleep at night and be comfortable with where you are. And when you wake up the next morning, you're happy to, to be there. Um, and, and it doesn't mean your life is perfect. It means that you know that you are on the right track and that you've made some significant progress in where you want to be. So having goals and knowing that you're working towards those. Mm. And the goal <laughs> should not be paying off debt. Correct. <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> nugget I've taken away from yes. this today. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, that's so true. I, that's a big, big topic. Ah. Uh. Well, we're going to link all of your, all of your links down in the show notes. So everyone knows how to access you. This has been so great. Um, before we leave, if you would give one piece of advice to um, anyone, it was scarcity, they're listening to this, anything about money, what would it be? So get organized. That's where I would say your mindset is 
obviously that needs to be worked on, but you may not be able to get there without understanding where your money is going. Mm-hmm. So in a budget is very simple. I use a very simple spreadsheet. It's not complicated, but get the information and, and don't start making decisions. Like a lot of people are like, you know, I'm just going to cancel this and I'm going to stop going to Starbucks. Okay. Do you even know if that's what you should be doing? Like get the information, write it all down. Then you can make those decisions and say, you know what? The Starbucks is the only time I have to myself. That's the only time I have to decompress. And that's what I do. And that is very important to me. And I don't want to give it up. However, Netflix, I literally never watch it. Why am I paying for it? Right. So, you know, it's don't make, don't make rash decisions, get all the information first, and then you can start to break it down. Okay. I love that. Well, I also know how, how valuable time is. So thank you for being with us today and spending your time with us. It means a lot. Yeah. Yep. I'm very, this is great. Well, Jer, you weren't able to take part in the interview, but you listened to it and watched it. What were some of your biggest takeaways from the conversation with Rachel? Oh, well, first of all, she was uh, just had a very pleasant uh, nature about her. She was nice to listen to. And uh, I like the idea of your goal being not just to pay off your debt, but, but, but why, like, where do you want that to take you? Yeah. Like if you, Mm -hmm. if you have a, I feel like a lot of people have the goal of, I want to be debt free, but what I like when she said, but what does that mean? Like, Uh what do you, that shouldn't be your goal because that's not fun to work toward. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I think it's great. I also, you know, when we read her bio and I saw she paid off all of her student loans and so quickly after school, it's like, wow, that's great. But then having the conversation with her, she was like, yeah, I didn't even enjoy my life for two, two years, three years or whatever it was. Mm and. That's interesting. Like, it's interesting that she has that perspective. I also really enjoy that she came from a background of money scarcity, you know, her growing up and sort of like how I did. And what do I always say? I want to learn from someone who's been through it. Yeah, you you do. And you do. So that works out really well here. But yeah, I like how she takes it a step further and not just the paying off the debt, of course, would be the standard of for, for any you know, anybody in her position, but she does take it a step further and mm-hmm. say, where do you, where do you want to go after that? Where does, where does that take you? Yeah. So, it is a lot about mindset, yeah, which is so that, really great and a common theme and mm-hmm. in our guests. And that's why we thought that she was going to be just such a great guest to talk about money. And we didn't just think it. Now we know it. Now we know. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from anything we talked about today, or any episode, our guests, or anything, please share it with a friend. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. Another way of supporting the pod is by leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on the platform you're listening to us on. Oh, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button because that also supports us. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnardventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, Sayonara. Alvida Zane. Dos Vidiniana. And Bye.